Welcome back to the Anything for Sports podcast. My name is Drew Jackson. I'm here with Aaliyah Montaval. She is a freshman at BYU, plays basketball for the women Cougars. She went to Liberty High School. Aaliyah, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right. I'm so excited. So we're going to get right into it. Tell me a little bit about your background and how you started playing basketball. Uh, I started playing basketball, well, for fun. It was just like my older brother played it. And so I was like, I guess I'll just play it because my main sport was always soccer. Like I, I was like, soccer is it, but I'll play it for fun. So my older brother was playing it on this team. And so I was like, yeah, I'll join. Like, sure. And that's how I started. And that was just, that was it. Well, my older brother. So were you always one of the tallest kids in your class? Like when you first started playing soccer? Yeah. Soccer, I was a giant compared because, you know, it's a bunch of little girls. Right. So I was always like huge, but I had no problem with it. And, and people would think I was a goalkeeper, but I was a striker. So what made you start with soccer? I don't know. I think that was just like the first. So, no, my mom started me in dance, hated it, cried, like sobbed. It was horrible. Gymnastics. Stage fright or like? No, it was just boring. Like, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. And then she tried me in gymnastics, didn't love it. And then she put me in soccer and I just loved it. And then I like stayed with it, stayed with it. And I didn't try anything else because I was just like set on soccer. So you kind of transitioned to basketball, but you kept up both sports. Yeah. So I kept playing both. So soccer, I was like playing club and playing like travel ball. And then basketball, I started when I was like 10. Uh, just played like fun little games with uh, NJB at the time. It was called something like that, like a little rec league. And then, yeah, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, yeah. So your parents played sports? Yeah. My mom played like all the sports in high school. And then my dad played football and he played in the NFL for the Ravens. So started with the parents, yep. transferred to you. Yeah. And then brother, sister, brother, sister. So yeah. there's a couple siblings yes. that also play sports. Yes. Tell me, give me the breakdown. So I have an older brother. He's 20. He goes to UCLA. He plays football and he actually also played basketball in high school. And then my little sister, she's a sophomore at Liberty and she plays volleyball and she's like done it all too, but she's focusing on volleyball. And then I have two little brothers. They're twins. One of them swims and then one of them plays football, but also like baseball, soccer, like all of that. Like they're kind of at the age. They're 11. So they're just trying everything. So I'm going to jump ahead to okay. something I had because you kind of you mentioned it for a second. I was going to have it later. I'm going to bring it in now. Okay. So I want to talk about the elephant in the room. It's like elephant gorilla grizzly bear his name is dad this guy is huge <laughs> i remember like one of the first basketball games i went to i didn't know who you were <laughs> i walk in i meet the principal and i'm like <laughs> who is this monster who is this giant <laughs> like like andre the giant meets extremely strong the rock yeah. combined yeah so your dad is tall yeah, you know how tall he's six seven so he's six seven mm -hmm. but he's like He's a big boy. Strong. Right here, I'm going to splice in. Hopefully, I have a photo of him right here. Maybe we'll do like a side-by-side. -side. Yeah. He is He's big. a big guy. So oh, is yeah. that where you feel? I mean, mom could be strong, too. But is that where you get like your Oh, yeah. Ah, a lot. Strength, sorry, mom. But a lot of it's from my dad. My dad is just way strong. But so, so is my mom. But I think a lot of my athletics are from my dad. So do you guys, I know he wouldn't be your coach, but is he part of like your workout training regiment yeah. weightlifting did he like push you into any of that or was he kind of like well so it was like yes and no so it was, he always like pushed me to do something to like always train and stuff but it wasn't as much as like forcing me to do it it's like 
I kind of like my, he was training my older brother because mm-hmm. like they were both in football. And right. then I was always like, I want to go too. So like when my brother would go lift, I would go lift. And he wouldn't make me do all the crazy lifts, but he would put me through a good workout. And so then it just like developed the older I got, the more things he would put me through, like especially during quarantine, we'd go run hills, like all of that and just became like natural. So it wasn't so much of him forcing. It's like we just knew we had to go train with dad. So we don't want to leave mom out. So yeah. mom also had an athletic career, yeah. and I'm sure that also inspired you yeah. to kind of take the journey yourself as well. Maybe yeah. not on the weightlifting side, yeah. but with the skills. And- with my mom, it's more so just like work ethic. I think she brought and showed like how hard she, she worked so hard for like all of us. So like she just like showed me how I should always work hard. And, and, and that sort of aspect in the athletic side is she brought, showed me how to like be good on and off the court and you know be humble and all that and that's where like my mom taught a lot and showed me how to be and stuff so with the siblings i know you guys are a very close family yes um and i think some of it and we just had adrian on comes from culture right. as well tell yeah. me a little bit about your cultural background um so i'm half Samoan and my mom's white but <laughs> um just growing up it's always been family um over everything like families are just the main and everything and it's it's like a strong bond and and i think it's just how we grew up and h- how my parents taught us and also i think it's a big thing is from my religion is like we know that like families are eternal and families are forever and so culturally too it's just family's like the main of everything it's like the backbone and you always know that you they have your back and so that's how it's always been and i know that I, if i'm in trouble like i'll always my siblings will always have my back and i'll always have their back so how did your mom, and so I come from a mixed race family too, yeah. so my dad's black and my mom's yeah. white. Yeah. So how did your mom acclimate to, I'd imagine, because again, my mom, same way, yeah. you're going to cookouts, you're like, it's oh, a whole yeah. different whole experience. Different. And my mom's from Duluth, Minnesota, yeah. which is totally a not black experience. We'll just say, sorry, Duluth, Minnesota. <laughs> I assume there's like some adjusting to a oh, yeah. different type of like family atmosphere yeah. especially from like what i've seen in the like Poly- polynesian community oh, yeah. and even from kind of the stories adrian told like again yeah. it's just different right it's it's very different and i i think the way that my mom i i have seen is like she's just laid back yeah and i think that she's how she's always been so it was easy kind of not easy because she had to like you know the food's different <laughs> food's way different you know she didn't grow up eating like raw meat right. and like poke and all that but my dad does or like taro like roots all that she ha- she didn't necessarily like I don't know how to explain, but she was just laid back. So she just let things go with the flow like she just and that's how I think it, it worked for her. And she didn't really have a big problem with it. So between your siblings, you guys are somewhat close, I think, in the age group between your brother. Yeah. And your 20. sisters not that far from yeah. you. How is that competitive sports household like? It's competitive <laughs> uh, for me. When I was growing up, it was always me and my brother. And obviously, like, he was always, like, stronger, faster. But I hated that. Like, I remember always being, okay, let's race. Let's race. And then he'd beat me. And then I'd be like, okay, let's race again. Okay, like, one more time. <laughs> and then same with my sister. And then when my sister got to the age where she was competitive, so then there was three of us, like, going head to head. But that included, like, games, who got to the shower first, like, who's asleep first. Like, it was, like, weird things like that. Like, we always would just, like, challenge each other. So there's a lot of competitiveness. And uh, even with my little brothers now, I mean, my older brother's out the house. Now I'm out the house. So we don't get to see it as much. But there's always just competitiveness. 
we can't play a board game without like screaming and fighting on each other. But I can just with your dad too. Like I can imagine him chasing you guys around the house like this stampede of just like <laughs> oh yeah just <laughs> pulls through the roof yeah that's it's kind of how it is um okay so balancing basketball and soccer how long did that happen before you transitioned and said you know what it's basketball like i need to focus on this. yeah so it was actually my i was going into my junior year of high school okay and soccer was always the priority the priority and then over my sophomore summer Going into junior year, um, I started track. I ran, I started running club track, loved it. Like was at all the practices, like really enjoyed it. What were your events? I ran the 100 hurdles, long jump, high jump, shot put, and then the 100 and 200. Okay. So I kind of did a little, a little bit, bit of them everything. All. So I was going to all the practice. I was going to three days. So I had track in the morning and then I had soccer and then I had basketball. And it was really hard on my body. Like I was dead tired, but I never looked forward to going to soccer practice. And so like, I was always like, Ugh. like I have to go to soccer. Horrible. Like basketball, I was fine. Track, I was fine. So then finally, like I went and ta- told my parents, like I just don't look forward to it, and and I want to like, I want to play basketball. Like I have so much fun in basketball. And my parents, like surprisingly, like not not surprisingly, like they just said, okay, like fine, you can quit it. Like thirteen years. That was thirteen years. Like done. Like all the traveling, all the money, like soccer is expensive. Club soccer is really expensive, and and they just kind of like okay, like do what you love, like do it, and which is like really nice, like to have that support. Yeah. And so I dropped soccer and I focused on basketball and track, and that's when I kind of felt like I was behind on basketball because basketball I never was on like a circuit, like mm-hmm. I didn't do any of that. I just played for fun because I was like, soccer, I'm gonna go to college for soccer, and then when I didn't, so then I was kind of kind of playing like catch up a little bit i felt like but that was that was when i focused on basketball you all okay i could just be making this up and you'll clear the record or set the record clear the air set the record (laughs) two different stories right um in a moment but i you played volleyball i did okay i'm imagining (laughs) the banner i can see it in my head i'm like she was on the banner no she wasn't she was was okay so you also did volleyball. volleyball Whole time or like towards the end? Just my senior year. Okay. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Because I remember seeing the banner and I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, she plays volleyball too. Like, wow. Yeah. we. So I like played volleyball all growing up like for fun. Like right. family reunions. Like we would all just go up in the church and play. So had a little, not like team background, but I had a little background. And then uh, I decided to play volleyball my senior year. Did you like it? Was I it loved a- it. It was so fun. It was such a good experience. It's like different team like chemistry like it's different from basketball and soccer and track like mm-hmm. it's different but I, I more so did it to play with my sister i just wanted a sport like uh to play with my sister right and so, so you guys yeah. played so she played together yeah we played together yeah. oh so that's cool. so nice yeah that's awesome yeah volleyball i think is totally a different kind of team dynamic yeah. and aspect but it's growing mm-hmm. and again today nebraska women's team yeah Broke and set the new world record for women's sports. Like I was watching some of the highlights and I saw like the trailer up to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had to do it at that point. But I mean, the fact that the community got behind and like actually showed up and filled the stadium. That was awesome. I think that was so cool. Yeah, that was extremely awesome. Step for women's sports for sure. Yes. So junior year, basketball. We're focusing here. Talk to me about what that year looks like, kind of 
now acknowledging I had put so much time into soccer. I had this whole plan of going yeah. to college and making the Olympics. Yeah. Yep. And now I need basketball. to put everything into basketball if I have. Because, again, when you mentioned you weren't on any big circuits, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So if any coaches were going to see me, I got two years yeah. really it, to it, like. Like really junior summer was all I had. Really. Yeah. Because I, I feel like after that, it's kind of harder. And the so. girls' liberty team didn't do Section 7. Mm-mm. No, right? we didn't. We didn't really have huge tournaments where I like, right. got viewed. Right. So I joined a circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined uh, Natalie Women's Basketball. and But leading up to that, like, then I was like, okay, I got to lock in. Like, I got to focus. I started training, like, every single day. I started training with Sheldon, greatest trainer ever, uh, and really got to work and just put in, like, as much work as I could because I, I did really feel behind. So what what type of stuff did he focus you in on saying like, hey, if you're going to make it, here's the area that I think you should like work on or focus on? Like, was there I th- obviously bringing your strength, I think, and you're like, but strength with, I would say, finesse. Yes. You are very like light on your feet and later we'll kind of go to some of the clips and we'll take yeah. a look at like some of your senior year highlights. But you are very mobile. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So I think. Even now, he's still my, he's still, when I come back, he trains me. I think, like, his main focus is, like, getting back to the basics because I never really, like, started the basics because I kind of just played. I was just like, well, fun. So it's, like, getting the footwork right, getting my handles right, just having the basics, like, perfected because that's kind of what I need. I I don't need to be, like, spin move behind the back, you know, like, step back three. Like, I just need the basics and to have, like, different moves to pull out my bag. And and that's kind of what he, like, started me, you know, getting a better shot, getting my form right all of that and just little bits and pieces to like add to my game not like completely change it but just like add you know tweak a little bit yeah i don't i'm not gonna say this was your first one but i think it was junior year i'll just say you became a three-point shooter yeah (laughs) i remember you made a three in a game and at some point later you came to me and you were kind of like do you got that like did you get that did you you get that that three like i'm like yeah i got it yeah yeah, but I feel I like going to senior year, it went from, I think, junior year where I saw you shoot and one. make one three mm-hmm. to a much more from like the summer yeah. league <laughs> stuff to senior year and then like the Ball Dogs event, mm-hmm. a much more consistent like shooter. Mm-hmm. Where junior year, I don't, from the games I went to, I Not don't really remember yeah. that. Where like within a year's time span, mm-hmm. like I feel like you added a big your game. I'm yeah. assuming that's something that you guys... Yeah, that was a huge thing we worked on was like shots and then also just being confident enough to take the shots. I think that was like a big thing for me is like I I know I have the shot, but I was like, mm, I'm a little... Let me just pass. But uh, working with him and then finally just doing it and then getting it, having that form, like the confidence, then it was, you know, night and day difference. So junior year, junior season, you guys do pretty well, make it to the playoffs. And you guys got bounced by Spring Valley. Spring Valley, who had some tough girls at Grace Knox and Aaliyah. And Aaliyah Gals, yeah. So talk to me about that game, how that went. <clears throat> it was rough. Um, well, before, and I think we kind of came into it because we just, we beat them pretty bad mm-hmm. the first. I, I want to say like by 20, 20? Okay, 20, sorry. Maybe 20, you know, we beat them pretty bad. <laughs> But then, uh, so we went into it, and I just remember, like, warming up, like, getting getting hype, and then I don't know what happened during the game, but we just, you know, didn't work too hard. We kind of just, like, we're on a decline, and 
and we got beat. It was it was the, one of the hardest losses because it was like triple overtime. That's what I was gonna say. I'm like, I don't remember every point, but I remember because I have at that point a three year old, yeah. and I remember texting my wife back and forth because like the game ended. I'm like, no, it's overtime, and then it was like overtime number two. Overtime. I'm like, I'm coming home in a little bit because this is like when I <laughs> first started overtime. recording. And I was like just out and about, and, no uh, one, and I'm like, oh no, three, four, five. Like I felt like it was just like, yeah, I just. Was, but you guys were hanging in there, yeah, and it, we were fighting for sure. Yeah, like we were, we wanted it bad, but I don't know. It just came to the end, and get it. And it was, it's losing in triple overtime is so hard. And I also got fouled out, yeah. so then I'm on the bench like helpless, That's and right. I'm just, it's like torture. Uh, but it was, it was definitely like a slap in the face. So we're going to fast forward to senior year. Another playoff run against a team you also beat by probably around 20 or so points. Like 30, like in the season pieces. playing Coronado where we had a similar similar outcome. Yep, so that game was really rough. Um I feel like we we just kind of weren't there and we and we didn't like want it want it and in the first quarter I like hurt my elbow I burst my bursa sack burst so that the rest of the game like it was so much pain like uh I don't know if you remember like I couldn't like laying up like my arm was stiff weren't you slinged after yeah the game? I was slinged yeah. after because I had to go like see like it my arm was like huge yeah um so that whole game I was injured but I was just like it, it was like it's like an upset really big of you know it's my senior year and I wanted that like state championship so bad and I I we played Centennial, which was our big rivals, and and we played good. Competed. And we were yeah. missing, we were missing Adrian because yeah. she got like fouled out and in like the second quarter. But we played really well, and so I had like I really thought we could do it. And then we lost to Nato, which was like huge. Like how? No, no disrespect to Nato, but how? So that was rough. So you mentioned the arm injury. Um, I think from a conversation earlier you had one other major injury yeah. when you were younger mm -hmm. right around eighth grade yeah eighth grade i blew my whole knee out uh, i tore my medial and lateral meniscus my mcl and my acl so that was awful all in one shot yep was this not a free kick was this a <laughs> no it was uh in a basketball tournament i went up i like euroed and uh my knee just like snapped in and i was like what is going on like, at first, I didn't think it was anything bad. Like, I got to the training table. Um, I was like, I'm fine. So I, like, go to put weight on it. Couldn't put any weight on it. And then that's when I kind of knew. And that's when I was, like, super upset because I just got my first offer. And then that was it was a really long injury. And then I rushed it and tore my menisc meniscus again. But now it's 100%. Good now. Yeah. So talk to me through junior year. You win Gatorade, Nevada Gatorade Player of the Year. When you won, did you anticipate or see that coming? Was I, that like an award you were like working for? Or like when it happened, you were like, it was it was a shock. Um, I didn't really think because I was going like there's so many talented uh, girls. I was like, you know, going up against. So when I first was told like I was in the running because you get like notified and like you like putting your stuff. I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. Like, right. like it's. It's crazy. Like, I didn't even believe it. And then when uh, I got a text the morning I got it, I was like, no way. Like, really? And it's crazy because, like, I worked so hard that year, but not necessarily for Gatorade player. Right. But just 
to get looks, to get better, to like um, strengthen my craft, like to perfect it, wasn't necessarily for a Gatorade player. So that was like a huge blessing. And it was like really cool. Like it was really cool. So then going into senior year, was there a thought like, all right, we're just going back to back this? Oh, yeah. I was yeah, like, I'm like, going back to back. Okay. <laughs> so then my senior year, I was like, I'm going back to back. You're going to put a little yeah. bit more like, ah. Yeah. So what did it mean getting the second one? Where you're like, hey, I was Gatorade player there two years in a row. Um, yeah, it's again. Another, I don't know how many people can say that. Pretty another, big, like, yeah. Huge blessing. Like it's just such a crazy thing to think about and to say. And I like wouldn't be able to do it without like my family, like everyone who just like really supported me and like pushed me through it. So I, it's like a huge blessing, and it was a whole team thing. Like I wouldn't have been able to do it without my team. Like same with my junior year. Like Gatorade player was also because of them too so it's because of everyone the people around me and stuff so so we mentioned training a little bit so let's talk about now that you're in college you've spent a little bit of time now away from home different environment tell me the biggest differences between high school training and kind of what those practices and activities look like and now at the college level at BYU like how much more intense is it like Talk about like the time you're spending mm -hmm. early morning practices and what that looks like compared to, I mean, you're working hard in high school, yeah. but more of kind of just like a normal school right. routine. Yeah. So in high school, like I always tried to work hard just to be prepared for college, but I don't think, you know, you're not necessarily like a hundred percent prepared because going in, like I was like, okay, like I'm good. Like I got this, but it's kind of like a shock. You're going up against a bunch of girls who are always giving 110 who are like fighting for every ball, like doesn't matter. And who also are all like strong and they're grown women. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have like a 25, 24 year old on my team. Like, you know, there's grown women you're playing against. And then I went to Italy and played against a 33 year old. Like the difference is like they're grown and they, they've been through this over and over again where high school, it's like everybody's trying something new. Like it's different, but college, like everybody knows what they want. You know, everybody wants to go to WNBA, things like that. So biggest difference is just the intensity. Like everybody's, pushing everybody wants you're you're fighting for a spot you know and so that's like the difference i think everybody just wants it more was there anything you did in high school that you look back where like that really prepared me or like oh i'm glad we did those like yeah. is there anything that you can think of i i would definitely say conditioning wise mm -hmm. i've been good yeah. like i've been good and i've kind of been prepped uh my coach cops my I heard a little bit about him from oh, yeah. Adrian. It's like Hell Week. Yeah. Hell Week was Hell Week. And I think that prepared me so much for college conditioning. Because college conditioning seems like a breeze. Not, okay, like a breeze, but like it's still hard, but it's Coach Cops killed us. Yeah. I mean, we were up and down always, though. Like we never were, we were never out of shape. I feel like that's our season. Like junior year, yeah, no, never out of shape. And so that prepared me a lot. And, um, being physical with others, just always like bumping people and prepared me too. So those two things, like I'm as much as I hated coach cops conditioning, it definitely prepared me. Do you think that being a kind of a multi-sport athlete too, like still, especially doing track and, you know, keeping up with like physical conditioning yeah. and now basketball is more of like a year round sport yeah. where people go right into club. But I think for some, if you don't have like something to fall into, you'll kind of take a break. Yeah. And so, so do you think that that helped? Oh yeah. I think playing multiple sports growing up like mm -hmm. is amazing. Like 
I wouldn't be the athlete I was today if I didn't play soccer, if I didn't run track, if I didn't go play volleyball. Like they're all hand in hand, yet so different. Soccer like helped my hand-eye coordination, like speed, conditioning wise. And, and track like just kept me so well and conditioned. And it also is like different team works. Track was like individual, but the whole, so it's, it just teaches you so many different things. So I think if you have the chance in like high school or just to play as many sports as you can, because when I played club soccer, my coaches hated it if you played multiple sports. So, right. it, which I guess sometimes is bad, but I don't think you should ever just play one sport. I think you should, you know, try a bunch, you know, see how you do in each. And the, well, if you never left soccer, you yeah. would have never known if right. you were like, hey, you know what? Okay, I'll just stick with soccer yeah. and not try anything else, even though weren't that happy with practices. I mean, I'm sure you still would have made college, yeah. but you would have had a completely different, different. experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, and so playing multi sports is great. And, and for me, I think like a huge blessing that I was is like my support system never like my parents never forced me to play any like they were never like play soccer or play basketball or run track. So they kind of just let me try what I wanted to try. And when I loved it, Okay, go do it. And I think that was like a huge like thing that just helped me, you know, find where I wanted to go. That kind of reminds me. I mean, when I think of like mental toughness, like you talked, we mentioned like an injury in eighth grade that was mm-hmm. pretty serious injury. We talked a little bit about that junior and senior year, kind of some of the ups and downs at the end of the year where you win Gatorade Player of the Year, but you don't get to as far, don't get to go as far with the team as you might have wanted. Yeah. Um, because right now, I mean, it sounds definitely like you've won at a lot of things. Like, did yeah. well, did well. But there were definitely kind of like Absolutely. hills and valleys. Like, how, as a student athlete, because, again, I mentioned this at some of the previous interviews. Like, as a student athlete, you're juggling so many yeah. things. Family, full-time school, just like any other student that doesn't have sports to play. Plus your sport, plus yeah. relationships, plus your, fam- you know, brothers and sisters. Like, how do you kind of find the balance and, and deal with all that? So I think um, because even now I'm still trying to figure that out, uh, but it's just really not overwhelming yourself. I think like when I was at my low lows is when I was like, okay, I need to do this, 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 this. Okay, but I also need to like turn all this in. Like I try to do 1000 things at one time. So like kind of giving you the leeway to just. Take a break, take some time off. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that later. Like not necessarily push it aside, but just like give yourself a better schedule because I think I'd overwhelm myself and I'd like fill my plate up and then that's when it turned into actually like not performing well and stressing out and then like a huge thing for me is like I have a hard time saying like no to people who like a coach would be like I need you to do this event this event this event okay but I also have two basketball games okay fine yeah I'll do it because I don't like to disappoint you know those in my life who have like helped me a lot And so with that happening, then I was like going from place to place and then ended up like hurting myself more. So I think it's just finding a a place where you know that you have these things to do, but you're you're able to you allow yourself to just chill, take a chill and like get things done one at a time. So I feel like there is somewhere in there like a redefinition period of where I'm a soccer player Mm-hmm. Now I'm a basketball player, but I'm still a track athlete. And kind of, as you mentioned, having to like decide where to put your energy. Mm-hmm. Like, how tough was it to kind of like tell people no and pick between those things? Yeah. And also like find the confidence in yourself where at some point I'm a good soccer player, 
And now in basketball, I'm kind of starting over in a sense. Like you're not coming in as the best basketball mm -hmm. player. You got to kind of like work your way up. And it's yeah. a similar transition in college where you leave senior year as the Gatorade player of the year mm -hmm. and top in the state. And then in college, you're kind of back at the freshman, bottom of the yeah, pecking yeah. order of like, hey, freshman, get the water. Yeah, and now I got to like, because everyone you're playing with, as you mentioned, was the top player on their team mm -hmm. and in their state. And they're all coming as like, hey, I'm the alpha. And yeah. so how do you keep that intensity, like build yourself up enough confidence to be able to go into a new situation and still feel like, hey, I've done this before. Yeah. We're just going to work hard and, and get back to it. Yeah, I think it's just having short term memory. Um, there's going to be like hard, hard, hard times, but there's also good. So I like there's the lows and there's high. And then you always just you have to have short term memory. You have to look past that. And it's it's kind of just where's your work ethic act at? Um, like how hard do you want? How bad do you want it? How hard do you want to work? And that's kind of where my end goal, like I want to play, you know, WNBA, I want to play in the Olympics. And so like the little things that are like stressing me out, even now, like my first like couple months of college, the little things I like a bad practice or something like that. I just have to have short term memory and like get it back the next day and then not dwelling on it because that's just only going to make it worse. So I think really having short term memory and how bad you really want it. So tell me a little bit about the and I saw it on Instagram, the trip to Italy you guys took. Tell me what that was. It was a tournament or just like exhibition game, like what you guys did out there and what that experience was like. It was it was amazing. So we went out to Italy for 10 days and we played three games and it was so such a great experience. And so I was able to, you know, play my first game minutes with this team and then also just experience a whole different culture because basketball is not known around not as big as it is in the States. Right. And we were able to do a camp for kids. And that like really changed like my point of view on like taking things for granted and stuff because we like were playing with these kids from Italy and they like loved it. Like we chose um, like MVPs mm -hmm. and, you know, I feel like some cams that I did, they, they were happy, but these kids were like thrilled. Like they were like, like rolling on their backs, like just so happy. And, right. and you don't, and you're just like, wow, like they love it. And it just made me love the, uh, the game way more just seeing those kids. And so it was a great experience. And I was able to travel to, Sicily, Florence, Rome, Capri, Naples, like it was just like such a great experience. And like I was so blessed to do that. Had you ever been to Italy before? No, I've never been <laughs> out the country. So that's my first time. I think that's one of the like greatest things about sports. Not only is it a great equalizer, yeah. but I feel like it does bridge and bring people together. Mm -hmm. Like sports for me, when I was coming up, I played basketball in high school was one of the first times I traveled outside of Wisconsin. Yeah. So getting to see even just across the United States, different people in different environments, different cultures. And again, basketball is different, different. everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like basketball in the Midwest is completely different than West Coast basketball and East Coast yeah. basketball. So you're like, it's crazy. It's kind of like another sport. You're like, oh, there's other types of basketball. Mm -hmm. Like I thought basketball was just basketball. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool, especially at an early age to go and see like, what it's like in, in other places but also as you were kind of mentioning with those younger kids like see yeah. the appreciation they that they have or sometimes we'll look at it as like oh it's just basketball yeah. or for them it's like so fun yeah it's so exciting and I, that was like the best and i think another really cool thing is like the people you meet like so my friend on my team also my head coach amber she they're from italy and it's been 10 years since they've been back and they still have friends come out and support us which is 
so cool. Oh, so to it's think like about. a little reunion. Yeah, kind of. and they still came and supported us, and I I thought that was another like such a cool thing. Like basketball brings people together and like keeps people together. And even I've met like some of my best friends, and even on my uh, team now we have uh, girls from Spain, uh, New Zealand. It's really cool. Yeah, that's one thing I look back at, and it's a little bit different now that we kind of have Facebook and a lot of social medias where you can kind of keep track of people that used to go to high school with. But for me, like those relationships you made in like high school basketball mm-hmm. and college, like you'll learn over time last forever. Yeah. I mean, you had friends in high school, but oh, yeah. because you spent so much time basically in the trenches, yeah. and like you mentioned, all the running, all the like doing things you didn't want to do, like you had to kind of build a yeah. extra layer, like an extra bond that just like going to class and having a normal friendship doesn't give you. Yeah, I'll say when I left for college, I, you know, you think you have so many friends. I talked to like <laughs> maybe a couple and they're all the team, the girls that I made from track team, basketball or soccer, you know, they're, there's the ones that I stayed close with. And it's like crazy because it's like, oh, maybe I only have five friends. But it's just it's the, the relationships you build through a team or through basketball is a lot stronger than just, you know, the ones you make in class. For the most part. So the funniest part to that. Um, so we had our 10 year state championship reunion from our 2003 so state cool. championship. And I didn't keep in touch with a lot of these players, even on Facebook. You kind of just yeah. fall out. So I flew back to Milwaukee. They had this like big ceremony. It was like we never left. That's like crazy. you'll find. And I didn't expect that because I'm like, oh, we, we I guess forever. maybe we weren't like <laughs> friends. But once you get back around yeah. them you'll feel like you'll remember this moment and you'll feel like you're back in high school. It was like we never left, but they're grown and they have kids and families now. But the conversations we had and we had these scrapbooklets, like we didn't have all the cool digital stuff you guys had. (laughs) So we had like physical scrapbooklets and stuff the coaches brought, but it felt like it was 2003. And we were telling stories about the players and how the games were and the trips to Vegas to play in big time and all this other stuff. And like the relationships are like, I feel like it tethers you. It was stronger than I thought. Yeah. I think I learned something myself where oh, yeah. I felt like I lost touch with a lot of people. But as soon as you saw them, it was like right back on. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. it. I think it, like sports gives you that really special mm-hmm. bond where it's as close to family, I think, as you oh, can yeah. get. Like if I think of any other type of relationship, like that's pretty much the one that's always just like a brother or sister. Like you guys can fight and argue. But, but if you come and you need them or you haven't seen them in a while and you come back home, like, you know, yeah. How it is. Yeah. Yeah. Early now in your college career, um, kind of looking at what it took to get you through junior and senior year. You had a goal that you set, whether again, right away, it might not have been Gatorade play of the year, but you're mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm in basketball now. I want to play at the college level. Okay. I made it here. Now I'm starting a college and again, kind of starting from the ground up and you kind of mentioned some goals that you had. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about those and how you see kind of the work that you're doing now and where you'd like that to get you so like overall a huge goal for me is to for byu like for my team to win a national title because right now we're the underdogs we're brand new in the big 12 and so that would be like amazing my freshman year to do that and being the underdog is nice like you know we're not looked on as gonna go far and so it'll be a shocker and then for me personally is is like i want to play like i want to be a starter you know i'm striving to get minutes and to help impact the team and really just 
starting to make a name for myself because the overall goal is I do want to play pro and like I want to play in the WNBA. And so with that, I just, I have to like put my head down and work and having all these upperclassmen to like look to is, is kind of nice because I get to see what I need to do and what I need to do better in a sense, just like to make myself to the top. So for my freshman year, I really want to play and get good solid minutes and um, be the best freshman. So. so what are some of the things that you think you can and that you do bring to the table that can help you achieve some of those goals, basketball and non-basketball related? Uh, definitely my work ethic. I think I'm 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 always ready to just work, put my head down and work. And and also like I'm always willing to grab a rebound, grab the boards and just like the little things like I'll do the little things. And I feel like bringing that is just bringing the intensity and like pushing other girls. And I think that's what I bring right now. So I think family probably I put is like your consistent baseline of your support system, yeah. people who've been there. Because again, when you're going through different sports and different clubs, you're getting different coaches and people that are kind of like having their imprint on you all the way. And yeah. it's not really um, as solid because you're going from different styles of people. Mm -hmm. But family, as we kind of talked about before, is always going to be there. Um, through that journey, though, as you kind of mentioned, like your trainer, there have been people in yeah. the sports space that have been like consistent. Yeah. Talk to me about your trainer and about anyone else who kind of fits in that space of someone who's kind of seen you through the different sports and times and have kind of like been with you. Yeah. So Sheldon, um, I met him through Jada, one of the girls that played, that I played basketball with. And, uh, he's just was always willing to work, like work me and like push me. I could ask him be like, Oh, before school, like 6am. Yeah, sure. I'll be there. He was there to train. Like he never, uh, didn't want to train like he was always open to it and even now when i'm in college i'll have a rough practice and i'll call him like what do i do or how am i supposed to do better in this and for for me like having him in high school for a couple years was great and he taught me so much you know he played pro so he was able to teach me so much and then also ha being able to for college like have a quick call when i'm like overwhelmed um just for him to talk me through it and get me through it and so he's been just like like the best trainer I've had. And then also obviously like family. Um, but I also had another trainer like Paul. He was like my speed training coach and he was also my brother. So my brother was with him, started like ten, eight years old and I never really went. I kind of watched, he's like a speed strength coach, but he always encouraged. And then he helped me back from a ankle injury and like an Achilles injury and just trained me and were like, got me super strong, super fast for not only the track season, but college. So that was a huge deal. Even now, like he's reaches out to me, make sure I'm good. And it's just those people who like still want to help you be the best and to make sure that you're healthy always. And so I, I got that. And then I've said like my family a million times, but this, I had grandparents who my grandma and grandpa are like, it's just crazy. Like, They'd pick me up from sports. Like they'd take me um, when I was playing for three uh, SSB in Natalie Williams. It was out of Utah, and so it's hard to get there. Like we had practices Friday, Saturday, and my parents have five kids, so they can't always, you know, take me to Utah. So my grandparents would fly me, fly with me to Utah, get a hotel, mm -hmm. and it's just like the little things that make you so like grateful. Like I just have such a great support system who always been there, and I. 
I have some like really like great close friends um, that have always been there, like Sack and like Tubby, who've always just even when I'm struggling in college too, I'm, I know who I can call, and I know who will like actually be there and like care. So yeah, I think when I think about the trainers you've had, um, the coaches, and you've kind of talked a little bit about like hard coaching, yeah, and about the conditioning that you might not have liked when it happened, but really helped in the end. I think this is something that you and I think the other athletes I talked to and I tell all the younger folks, like you guys will find it's it's one of those cringy things. I'll just say it like that, that once you get older, I'll start now that I, for example, have like a five-year-old daughter, I'll start saying things that my parents said. And you'll start looking back at the things that your parents did yeah. where you are like, oh, mom and dad. But now you're like, yeah. It makes sense. I get it. Yeah. I feel like it's the same with coaches. Yeah. Like some of the, like going through those hard practices, going through that, like even immediately from like you said, conditioning stance, you're like, oh, like, oh, it was worth it. That, that like, was worth it. Are there things that you kind of look back at like that where like in the moment hated it, maybe didn't like that coach or that like trainer, but now you can see like, oh, well, now I can make 10 for 10 free throws or yeah. like dribble a lot better or yeah. like I'm conditioned while other people might be on the side, mm -hmm. like grabbing their knees. Yeah. So conditioning for sure one, um, but also like free throws. I had a co or we call him Papa Laz who like he would sit me on the free throw line and he'd be like, OK, like make 100. I'm just, no, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sitting here making 100, but I had to, you know, yeah. And that's that's something that's I'm very grateful for. Even I'm not the best free throw shooter, but I know like because I did that, it's it's helped me a lot to get to where I am and things. And that was a big one. Um, I can't think of literally is conditioning was the ones that I'm like I'm just like I'm done. <laughs> so then now, if you can stay in that mindset and think of something that you probably don't want to do or something that you know, even in this first freshman year that you could if you put the time and really work on this thing to get better this year is there anything that fits that like uh like some people for example don't like and you're not in this group but don't like weightlifting yeah where that would be their thing of like oh if i just spent like a little bit more time here it would kind of like the free throws like sometimes are those things where you'll have yeah. like exponential gain so for some oh, people yeah. that don't weightlift at all a little bit goes a long way is there anything like that for you where you're like you know what? I could probably spend yeah. a little bit of time in a certain area. Yeah, definitely my left hand. Okay. Um, like I know I need to give it, and I and I've been starting to, but it's so frustrating <laughs> to be so like dominant and so yeah. strong in one, and then you go and make a lip with your left, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Let me just stop. And so that's what I think I need to just just do. You know, just get the left hand working because I know I need it, and I know right. it'll, like benefit me. Um, but just putting the time in doing it. So BYU stands for? Brigham Young University. Okay. Tell me a little bit about BYU. Let's say as a, not necessarily from a sports perspective, let's just start from a college and university perspective. What is BYU? What is it all about? So there's a lot of stereotypes of BYU and, uh, what it is, people call it a Mormon school. Yeah. Um, so I am an LDS, but um, I think it's bigger than that. I think people don't understand that you go, you're going somewhere where they care about your beliefs, your the spiritual aspect, and and going into school, we started 
every every day with prayer and and really just tied in you know the bigger picture what's like mo- most impo- important and and we had people of all different religions and in my class I had a Muslim um just different people and and nobody w- there's a stereotypes that people uh Brigham or BYU kind of like isn't diverse but I I think we are and and it's different because we we're able to play sports and, and go to school but also have that spiritual aspect that um we're able to pray and we're able to do all that and like incorporate with that every day and I, I think that's different from a lot of universities like you don't see that everywhere and so I think Brigham Young okay I mean Matt I don't know too much about the Mormon religion yeah. outside of it's gonna sound funny but I swear it's somehow educational like the Book of Mormon yeah like I feel like actually lays like a Decent foundation yeah. for someone that doesn't know. And again, in the Midwest, I don't think I knew what it was at all. Mm-hmm. We didn't, you know, it wasn't until I moved out here because it's really big, like in like Utah. Yeah. And my wife's, the company that she works for is 100% in Utah. Yeah. Except for her, apparently. That, uh, like, I learned a lot through their company and the different people. Huh? Yeah. Because they, like, come to Vegas for work trips and stuff. And that kind of, like, introduced me into kind of that world. The question I would ask um, is... How have you found that balance? Because I would imagine I could be completely wrong, but I'd imagine that in the Polynesian community, Mormonism isn't probably like the dominant religion. Let's just I'd start there. Like has how have you like navigated that waters between and I don't know, like, is there a dominant religion in So it's like Christian, but okay. you'd be there's a lot of um Okay. Uh in Polynesian culture, there's a lot of Mormons. Um, Would you say that, and this is kind of just, we're learning here. Yeah. We're learning. In the Polynesian community, is it more, I'm speaking really slowly, like Obama, is it (laughs) more spiritual than religious? Like when I think of Polynesian like community, I don't initially like associate a religion with it, which tells me like, oh, like nothing like pops and stands out as like an outsider person looking in. But I do like know like all those core concepts of like family, yeah. like spirituality, like yeah. all that stuff where I, I just would, I wonder like from your experience, like what it's been like navigating that or maybe like it hasn't been challenging. Yeah. It's- so I think Polynesians all have that base yeah, and that's where you, that's what everybody sees and that's how it is. But yeah. uh, for me growing up, like everybody, not everybody, a lot of my family was, uh, religious Mm -hmm. in the set they all were not our same religion but a lot of them are and so you'd be surprised there is a lot of um polys that are mormon um but i don't know how to say like different okay okay like we're all mormon and and that's how i grew up too but it's just different beliefs different things like that but we all have the same core foundation of like jesus heavenly father like that kind of thing makes sense so going to byu was it what you expected is there anything that shocked you or was it like oh this is yeah i so i was i never wanted to go to byu actually ever um but i was expecting like these uptight like scripture read like do all that which i i'm very faithful like i love my religion and um been like through ups and downs with it but 
I, I'm not the type to just like, oh, scripture, da, 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 da. but it, it wasn't like that. So that kind of like was a shock for me that it wasn't all that. And there was, you know, everybody, there's different religions, there's different beliefs, there's different, all the type of things. And, you know, you wouldn't think that if right. you're an outsider, because there's so many like, BYU hates this, hates that, da, da, da. it's nothing like that. Yeah, I think there are different, you know, obviously like as an outsider, that doesn't have like experience in that space and never like been to the BYU campus. Mm -hmm. You only know what you kind of yeah. hear about, et cetera. So it's good to like hear like someone with the like firsthand experience yeah. who's like just kind of went from, you know, the high school to that environment and saying like, Hey, like, yeah, it's actually not exactly what, you know, all you've the stuff seen. that you've yeah. seen or heard about. Yeah. And but, I never wanted to go to BYU. Yeah. Ever. My my mom was like, go to BYU, go to BYU, go to BYU. I was like, no, I'm not going to BYU. Just because, you know, you want me to go there. Yeah. <laughs> Just naturally rebelled yeah. against it. But, you know, now look where I am. Okay. So looking at the journey you've taken, um, we talked a little bit about playing multiple sports. Yeah. That's your proponent of that. Um, when you're looking at other young girls, other young poly girls that are coming up in any sport and kind of going through like a lot of the battles that you went through, what would be some advice that you give them or just give a younger you if you could kind of look back and say like, I wish I knew this or I wish someone had kind of like told mm -hmm. me to do this. What what would those what would those things be? Not being ashamed of like how strong you are. I think especially like growing up, I like hated it. I hated it because I kind of just was built like Dif different. I'm built no, different. <laughs> in a sense where it was like kind of embarrassing. Like I'm, I'm no, a fifth grader and I'm like taller than all the yeah. boys. Like I throw the football farther than like it's like cool, but then you think and it's like, oh, yeah. I'm a girl. Like, but I think not being ashamed of it and and being okay with being the strongest. Like knowing that's okay. Like that's that's good, and and being willing to like stand out and being different than everyone. And I think just really letting yourself like go out there. I think I was always like, I'll just let them do it. Like I'll do it later. And and being like poly like was a b big thing. Whereas like they don't look the same. I'm taller than all of you guys. It's weird. <laughs> but I wish I wasn't like that because I feel like I kind of missed out on some opportunities. Right. And so I would say it a little, just embrace it. Embrace who you are and Strive to, don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. I think that's a big thing is do whatever you want to do and whatever you find that you love, do it and do it great. Talk to me a little bit about, and because we just had her on the podcast, your relationship with Adrian. Because you guys, when I, so I first started kind of filming high school basketball right around the mid to end of your junior year. Um, and then kind of got introduced to you guys, like these little twin towers. It was yeah. like the Tim Duncan, <laughs> like David, like you guys were kind of like that, that unit. And especially senior year, yeah. it was like just like a really great one-two combo to have. Tell me what it was like playing with her and what that like relationship that you guys yeah. had was like. So I started my eighth grade year playing against her. So I hated her because, you know, she's the one that I'm battling with. Right. Did not, did not like her. And then... I went from hating her to playing with her. And that's when we started like building relationship and and she's like my sister. Like it doesn't matter if we don't talk for like ever, kind of like we we're just saying, talk for a while. Like I know that she'll have my back and I'll have hers. And then it just, our like relationship progressively got stronger. Um, 
we developed as players too, like together. Right. We we went from eighth grade to ninth grade to tenth, eleventh, twelfth, whatever. Now we're both in college. Um, and also, uh, when I joined a circuit, she wasn't on a circuit, so I made her, like I told her to come. Play, so we both played on the same circuit together, one last time. And it, I love Adrian, and I don't think we'll ever like. We might not talk all the time, but we know you know where we are, and it's just been fun being able to see each other grow because we'll have memories like from eighth grade of her in her school field jersey and mine in my Sylvester. And yeah. it's like, what the heck? Like now we're in college and and we know like it's all, we just grew together, both hating coaches, loving coaches. And it's just crazy how time has been, but still like she's my sister and nothing's gonna change that. It's just the bond that we built. That's pretty powerful. And I think there's a certain message in there that I'm going to like take and expand upon a little bit that like I preach to people all the time because it's something I've learned and I like tell you the same thing yeah. in my little journey. And it's not burning bridges. Oh, yeah. And not hating people mm -hmm. like especially in basketball. Like it's and especially especially with where times are now, like the chance that someone transfer schools jumps in the transfer portal like. At any point, you could become someone's teammate. Mm -hmm. At any point, you could need someone, even yeah. outside of sports, oh, yeah. that might have a connection you need, that might be in a position to help you. I've learned and have kind of over the years gotten much, much better at you don't have to befriend everyone and you can still compete really hard, yeah. et cetera. But you just never know when something's going to come full circle. Yeah. And then again, someone that you competed hard against, that you were like, ah, I don't like that person. Yeah. All right, now we're teammates. So we got to mm -hmm. find out how to get along and, and how to build. work together and how to create that. Like you didn't have anything where you were like that went too far yeah. or in a game like you got too physical or did mm -hmm. something to hurt her and then there's something you can't come back from. I see a lot of times even in the sports space that people get into those moments. Yeah. Like the fights that just go too far, the things that get too mm -hmm. personal that sometime down the road like you're going to run into this person in a space where you're you not going to be enemies yeah. and you're going to need to like learn to work yeah. together or it can be detrimental to you for something that like you might not have seen coming. Yeah, especially like media coverage now. <sighs> There's some someone could just break your ankles and it's like, oh my gosh, I hate them. Or yeah. with the whole uh, Haley Van Lith and uh, Caitlin Clark, all yeah. of that, and they had to come out and say like, we love each other, like yeah. like we don't. And I think that's like media can really like twist things, and it can make people hate you. Like, okay, she said this about me. Like, what? So I think it's really just, like you said, just not holding grudges, don't burn bridges, things like that. And there's one nice thing I see about kind of this generation in the sports space where I think back in my day, like it was yeah. more like you weren't friends with people yeah. on other teams and other schools where now like I'll go to the different combines to do film and stuff. Like all the top players yeah. get along and know each other. You go to the big Nike camps, you go to like the EYBL circuit, yeah. like everybody in those groups are friends. And I see that as a benefit of again because you're going to play with those people yeah. on the circuit or that top camp or in the olympics like wherever it is and like building those bonds i feel like it's been helping that my generation could probably could have yeah. did a little bit more of instead of being a hundred percent like hey you know so i get it when the game's on no, yeah i no think it's talking, knowing when no franchise but sometimes when the game's off you can have a conversation yeah. or shake a hand cordial yeah and so i think that you guys do that pretty well yeah. sometimes a little bit too friendly but, but for the most part i think like it's it's trending in the right direction yeah. i see it as like a very beneficial tool that's like 
helping the game and like helping sports grow. So I want people to be able to find you. Um, I'm going to actually give you a camera. Camera's going to be right in front of you. I'm going to have you tell them where they can find you on Instagram. So give them your handle. Okay. Instagram is Aliyah Matavao, A-L-I-A-M-A-T-A-V-A-O. <laughs> you got to spell it because people like yeah, me that have very bad pronunciation yeah. or add different vowels to the end of it. Yeah, um, okay. So good. So we'll overlay that on the screen so people yes. can come. They can check out your highlights. They can yes. find you on social media. Just kind of to cap it off, um, because, again, I think a lot of what at anything for sports we focus on is not just the athletics, but the student athlete as a whole. Sports is a big piece of it. Yeah. I think it contributes. It definitely builds you as like a person and a lot of like the characteristics that are going to make you who you are. But obviously there are life experiences that we have outside of sports, goals, aspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at your journey in sports and you're looking at kind of your journey in your career just as uh a student athlete is there anything that stands out as far as achievements that you're proud of that you through your athletic journey were still able to kind of reach in different milestones along the way that didn't have anything to do with sports for me it was just keeping a's and b's okay school wasn't the easiest for me school didn't really what was your favorite subject english english yeah english was my favorite i hated math like numbers didn't make sense to me. School is just hard for me. Yeah. So just keeping A's and B's was nice for me. And what's your study or area uh, in college? I right now I'm undecided. Okay. I just I like so many things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to like commit to until I like know. Okay. That's so, fair. We'll see. That's fair. Well, I want to thank you for coming on and joining the podcast. I think this was a great spirited conversation. No, um, I think it let people again know a little bit more about you people that have followed your career that have seen the Gatorade player of the year but getting to kind of like learn some of those insights some of those trials and tribulations ups and downs I always think especially for younger athletes just knowing that it's not everything you see on Instagram Mm -hmm. that like you're going through and went through those challenges that they're going through that they might feel like ah this is only me and how did Aaliyah do it so perfectly and she's Gatorade player of the year when you can like show like hey I went through major injuries yeah I changed sports midway, midstream, and was still able to, like, with hard work, achieve some, like, pretty impressive things. Yeah, thank you. I think one more thing is, like, for younger, I feel like to not believe the media. I think now it's so hard to get caught up in, like, watching these highlights, watching, like, holy crap, but she's so good. But I think uh, it's very, like, political. Nowadays, basketball, I feel like, you know, you're top, but you're, like, film the most da, da, da. so i think just focusing on yourself focusing on your craft it's media like i think is blown up a, a ton and it's it's really like easy to get caught up in the stars and the rankings and that's not where it is i agree and we're in that space and that's kind of like so like one of the things that we do as a company like anything for sports we don't do rankings at all yeah. like our thing is just about players mm-hmm. athletes athletics and putting out and providing exposure to each individual and not necessarily like pitting them against each other and i don't know who to give credit for for this but i was watching a sports podcast and they talked about like one of the biggest downsides of like sports media now is like when we were growing up you could really only compare yourself against local talent yeah you didn't have youtube and instagram mm-hmm. like now you're like from a mental health perspective yeah 
you're having to compare yourself against Bronny James and all these top athletes constantly. Where before it was just the neighborhood. I got to be better than those kids and those kids. And you now it's like, I think kids are putting a lot of pressure on themselves to reach levels that it's like beauty standards. It's like looking at swimsuit magazines and Sports Illustrated every day, forgetting that there's Photoshop and a lot of these other things that go into it and then trying to hold yourself to those Mm -hmm. standards. I feel like, like you said, focusing on you. Yeah, just what you need to do. Because everybody grows up differently. Like, you can't compare yourself to someone who started playing basketball when they're two and have a gym in their house, right. have their dad's LeBron James, you know, you know, things like that. It's, it's hard to see. And and I struggled too, like watching all these girls. I'm like, bruh, how is she doing that? Like, right. why can't I dunk? Why can't I, you know? So I think just focusing on, yeah. But I think hearing stories like this where, you weren't playing basketball since you yeah. were two and you made a transition literally junior year and were still able to go back to back Gatorade player yeah. of the year in a sport that you played a little bit, but it wasn't like since age of two, she'd been dribbling, mm-hmm. right? And show that maybe you don't have to put that much pressure on yourself. Yeah. You can still play other sports. You can mm-hmm. still enjoy yourself Definitely. and still play at a D1 university when back to back Gatorade yeah. player of the years and still have like a balanced yeah. lifestyle. Exactly. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Again, my name is Drew Jackson. This is the Anything for Sports podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Anything for Sports and on YouTube at Anything for Sports TV. See you guys in the next one. Mm